Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Your Mortgage Process. I, of course, am your host, Greg Wareham. We got a great guest today, uh, Mr. D Bob D'Ambrosia. Welcome to the show, Bob. Oh, great to be here. <laughs> great to be here. We're going to talk so much about the mortgage process. We, yeah, right? We're going to go deep. Deep, very deep. deep. We're going to go deep into the <laughs> rabbit hole on it. Exactly. Uh, we're having a great sidebar, talking about Amazon, different things before we came on air. I'm really happy to have you here, great being Bob. Here. I know you're diverse in a lot of different areas, leadership and John Maxwell and all this different uh, stuff that you're involved with. And gosh, we've known each other for 12, 13 years now. Long time, long time. And it's really hard to get Bob on the show. I asked him about six months ago, but he's almost never in town. He's bi-coastal. So he's in California, and then he's in the greater New Jersey area. So thanks for taking the time, Bob. Yeah, no problem. Hey, so I was thinking before we came in today, I just wanted to tackle a little bit. Uh, actually, before I go there, Bob, tell us about yourself. Wow. Uh-huh. I just I lobbed it right back over to you, Bob. <laughs> Tell us about you, your background. I know you've been in real estate a long time. Yeah, so um, I'll, I'll just back up to 2002. Um, 2002 was a big turning point in my life. I went to a Tony Robbins event and um, was working, was working in the technology industry, doing real well, uh, growing a, a, a technology company from a small company to a rather large company. Uh, company and that's when the the technology boom was was really taken off. Sure, but it was it was financially rewarding, but it wasn't really emotionally rewarding. So I went to this Tony Robbins event, walked on fire, did the whole thing, and realized that. Do you um, burn your feet on that? Um, you can. Okay. Um, there is there are, are medics and doctors on staff, but most people don't. Uh, you only burn your feet if the coals happen to get stuck between your toes. Oh. That could be a problem. Okay. But I was well, fine. Bad. I was fine. Okay. And I later up and working for Tony Robbins and led yeah. people a, across the fire and made sure they were ready to do it. Uh, but in this event, it was uh, 2002, which I did walk on fire the first day. Unleashed the power within. He is coming. Give him a little plug. He's coming to uh, back to Jersey uh, in March of next year. In Atlantic City? Uh, no, he'll be in the Meadowlands. Okay. And he's live because with, with the COVID, he hasn't been live for a while. He's right. back live. He's going to be in Florida and now back up in uh, New Jersey. I saw him down in Atlantic City several years ago. And what I didn't realize was how big he is. He's huge. He's a huge and guy. his hands are gigantic. <laughs> yeah, you shake his hands and they're gigantic. And it, well, we'll get into that later because he, he's a master at what he does, obviously. Yeah, certainly. Um, but, but you went to a, a one-day event, right? Yeah, it was a one-day event. I was part of a mortgage event down there. Okay. And he was the keynote. Mm -hmm. And uh, man, he was—he's powerful. Very powerful. He's powerful. There's a reason why he's so successful in what he does. It, exactly. Um, this is the this is his three day signature event called okay. Unleash the Power Within. It's actually four days. Um, when I did it back in 2002, he did all four days. He now does two of the four days. Okay. He has other people do uh, do the the Saturday and the and the Monday or whatever it is, the second and the and the fourth thing. Sure. But we went through um, walked on fire, which is to overcome limiting beliefs. Mm -hmm. If you could do that, you could do anything. And then after that, we went through a series of exercises over, over the weekend, um, learning about your passion, what your passion is. Um, and my passion was really helping people, right. making a difference, um, seeing other people succeed really excites me, makes me happy. Um, so I went back to my parents after that, even though I was already grown with a job and said, you know what, I'm going to leave this corporate job. Mm -hmm. And you had a very successful career there. Uh, oh, yeah. Very successful. Very successful. But had the suits, the ties, the shirts, 
40 people reported to me in sales, um, multiple offices, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, New York, and um, said, I want to help people. I want to make a difference. I want to teach. I want to train. I want to speak. My dad was a very successful speaker at Master Ceremonies. He was a national sales manager for Sharp Electronics. Okay. So I got a lot of that from him. And he always also, um, he had a very strong faith. He always wanted to help people, difference in charities and stuff. So they thought I was crazy because remember, they put me through college <laughs> and um, I'm out exactly what they wanted. You know, right. I'm out there. I had the, the, the two kids, the, the family, the whole, whatever they call that thing, the, the million dollar life or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, I was living it. And then I said, I'm just going to quit. And like, <laughs> Sounds what? reasonable. What? Right. I said, yeah, well, my passion is, is this. Um, so from that, a lot of different small companies. And then I realized I could get into real estate and I could make as much money as I wanted, have unlimited time as I wanted. And there's so many, you know, in real estate, you're all, you're in, you're your individual boss, you're your individual company. So I could help master real estate and then help train the realtors. Yep. And that's what I did. And then eventually the plan was to um, be successful enough in real estate to get out of the real estate and do full time into training and coaching. So I worked for Tony Robbins for a little while, and then I got certified by John Maxwell, Maxwell Leadership, on uh, leadership, communication. Um, that was about three or four years ago. I left the real estate industry in the end of 2019 before COVID, and now I've just been speaking and training um, Zoom, but now back in, in, in person and do a lot of uh, uh, communication, behavioral styles, mm -hmm. um, leadership, and I want to people and companies to maximize their full potential using different uh, communication uh, strategies as well as uh, personal growth plans. You know, I want to come back just a little bit to that transformation in your life because you weren't young at that time. Well, I guess it's all relative to the definition, right? But now you have this successful career and you decide, hey, this isn't right for me. And I got to tell you, I really admire that because that's not easy to do, especially you're married with a couple of kids. You know, you're into that that proverbial grind, right? right? Not in a bad, I don't mean in a bad way, but that lifestyle. And to be able to, to have the self-reflection to A, understand you want something else, mm -hmm. which a lot of people can do, but to actually move forward on that, I mean, it takes, it takes big, big ones to right, get there. Right, 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 <laughs> right, 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 right. That's really something else. What yeah. made you like kind of say, that's it, I'm going to do it? Well, it was, it was the reflection yeah. is what you're talking about. So, um, my son played college baseball. I always would speak to him before every game in the, in the bullpen. I would say, breathe, visualize, focus, and have fun. So the breathing part I now speak about is really reflecting on where you were, taking a deep breath and stopping. Mm -hmm. So where were you? Where, where was I in my life? And where do I want to go? And you reflect on that. And then if you reflect on that, then you can visualize and, and get a goal and visualize doing that and then focus the consistency of following through on it and taking action and having it actually happen. Now, obviously it goes up and down and up and down depending on the year, the month, whatever sure. it is, but staying focused. Um, and in any business too, consistency is, is one of the communication and consistency are the two most important things. Yeah, no question. If you know what you want to do and you're consistent and you can communicate to others, you're going to be successful. You know, it's just time over task over time, right? right? Exactly. Forward exactly. and forward and forward. So getting over into the John Maxwell, I'm a big fan, read a lot of his books. Uh, you end up being a certified John Maxwell coach. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to throw a, a big statement out there. What did you learn? Okay. So how I got 
I knew John Maxwell. I knew his books. I've seen, yeah. I've seen John Maxwell, but I knew I wanted to be a speaker and a trainer. So um, it was the Tony Robbins path. There was the Les Brown path. There was some other people that had paths to that. Um, John Maxwell had an overall, like Les Brown was going to teach you how to be a speaker. Mm-hmm. That, that was it. Um, but John Maxwell, how I got into John Maxwell was he was going to teach you how to be a speaker, a trainer, a coach, a facilitator. So I learned a lot about um, leadership, what it takes to be a leader, right. and it's earned, it's not given. Some, some, you know, there's multiple steps of, of leadership, like you, know, you could be appointed the vice president of something. That's great. You're given a title. Yeah. But you're not really a leader until you actually earn it, and the people that work for you see you as, as a leader. Sure. So leadership, a lot about communication, personality behaviors, how to deal with people, how to deal with people personally and professional. And a lot about personal growth strategies, like how to grow as a person, what to do daily to grow as a person. Um, so those are, those are the key things, I would say. You know, just a, a plug for Maxwell in general. You know, you read 15 Laws of Leadership, which mm. is a tremendous book. And then there's also a, a video series on mm-hmm. that as well. Really him at some of his best work that, that I've ever seen him do. Because you really break down you know, what it takes to be a leader. Mm-hmm. You work through worksheets on it. It's really great. You should check it out. Yes, absolutely. Um, and you should check it out. It's called the 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth and the 21 Laws of Leadership. I was pretty close. You were close. You were close. <laughs> um, however, uh, a- April, it is now complete, and I had a little insight into the book. His next book, maybe his last book, um, is going to be the 16 Laws of Communication coming out in April. Okay. And the cool thing about um, John is John is an uh, awesome communicator. Uh, one of the, I mean, sold... I don't know how many millions, over 30 million books, right. over 80, 80 books. But um, being part of his organization, and be, I'm actually part of his uh, president's advisory council, so we get to meet with him separately at times. But he actually, um, you know, he speaks to, what do you call it, speaks to speak, walks to talk, because in these smaller groups, he actually runs things by us and says, okay, this, this thing on communication, this law, I'm saying this. Can you give me better words? Is that true what do you feel about it so we ask for input in that which is really really cool yeah it's great to have the humility when you've done been so successful yes because he's counseled presidents everybody absolutely done a lot of great work in south america Mm -hmm. with the governments down there it's really uh something else so for you and the way you're plowing forward with your training with john maxwell what are the some of the things that you focus on with people that you're coaching or seminars that you do right so uh, most of the sem- seminars are on communication, uh, which is everyone communicates, but few connect, mm. which is which is true. I mean, having a conversation personally or in the professional world, um, everyone you, people are talking, but are, are people listening? Are you actually connecting? And how do you connect? Right. Find, finding commonalities and, and things like body language, things like that. Um, and then there's, I'm certified um, John Maxwell Disc Consultant which Mm -hmm. is personality behavioral styles. So we're all made up of different personalities, different behavioral styles and knowing what you are, what your strengths are and what other people's personalities and behavior, you can communicate better with them. Right. Um, That, and as well as uh, personal growth, 15 law, 15 invaluable laws of growth, teach it all the time. Um, And that, what that does is sets up a personal growth plan for yourself. A lot of people have plans or they may have goals, but what's your personal growth plan? What books are you reading? Are you working out? What are you doing daily to make yourself a better person? Because sure. it all starts with you and who you are and then what you become. 
You know, when you look at communication, uh, to your point, anyone can really communicate, right? A baby communicates. Mm -hmm. But when you look at the connection aspect of it, do you think that the listening is the big component of that? Like, what makes it a true connection? Uh, commonality. Okay. Yeah, things in common. People want to be uh, people they know, like, and trust, or right. people want to be with people they admire to be. So, you know, when I teach sales, when I teach um, companies or, you know, I teach a lot of HR companies that really do hiring or have to keep employees around, real estate companies, um, things like that. But um, if you can find something in common with someone right off the bat, and we go through in these seminars or um, talks that, that I give, uh, to come up with those questions for those industries mm -hmm. of what those questions will be to find things in common. Mm -hmm. And once you find that, there's a story. Um, uh, I mentioned my son played, played, college base, played college baseball. So we were at the first game. And this gentleman came over to me. Um, so you can see him, big, big Italian guy, right? And I'm just a authentic guy, no BS. I'm not highly in intellectual i'm not into physics right. science things like that so this gentleman came over <laughs> he had an nyu hat on the little glasses and he started talking to me about his nyu he was a professor at nyu okay i got it. i got the picture so what i shouldn't have done and what i teach not to do is don't prejudge anyone right. everyone's a 10 but immediately I, I did and then really i had to try to catch myself so we had nothing in common. So this conversation is going to go nowhere. Until he said, my son's a pitcher. And I said, oh, my son's a pitcher. Right. Who's your son? Oh, my son. And then all of a sudden, things in common. We were now connected with, with each other instead of just communicating. Right. But asking different questions um, about someone, you know, where are you from? Things like that. Um, you know, sports, music, food. Right. You get to learn a lot about the person, you know, you restaurants, know things it, like that. And it takes a lot of patience is not the right word, but it's the one that popped into my mouth. It takes a lot of uh, interest in the other party to have to go deep and really understand. You know, I always talk about that with the salespeople that that I work with and that I've coached over the years. It's like you really got to enjoy the conversation. Like, listen to what they're saying. Think about right. what they're saying. Go deeper. Like, they're, it's people talking to people. Right. And that's kind of the fun in life, really. Yep, yep. You know, getting to know and understand people. Yeah. And connecting with them, it's all about them. Right. It's not about you. Right. And listening is a big part of, a part of that. Yeah. You know, if you're leaning in and listening, if, you're, if your eyes are wandering, are you really listening? You know, right. people can tell if you're really not listening. Sure. So you need to make an appointment and need to, you know, be yeah. intentional about connecting with no people. no no I, I know rachel's not listening to me all the time <laughs> <laughs> all the time yeah. you and, know it's because i'm not interesting though so and, she doesn't have valid reasons so so we actually did her disc profile we need to do yours to see what it i is. know what mine is i had mine what, done what is yours what do you think it is i think you have i in there for sure but you definitely have some c in there i'm a high d i you're a high d i i wouldn't i wouldn't see that now obviously there's we're not going to get into it right now, yeah. but there's three different um, discs, graphs, and depending on in person, in private, and also what you believe you are, they are different. See, I am a CI, which I means I'm, I'm very calculating. I need to have facts. Yeah, and let's figures. just back up for one second. Yeah, mm -hmm. explain what the DI okay. CS is. So, um, disc is a, is a personality assessment. 
Um, the, the D, if you're a D, and D is only 3% of the population, only D with no, nothing else. You could be a mixture of usually three maximum. Mm -hmm. uh, you're, you're, the fourth one is always there, but it's, um, it's not as prevalent as the other ones. So if you're a D, a straight D, you're dominant, direct, results-driven, task-oriented. So in a, in a sales situation, if you were walked into a room and you were um, selling to a D, they don't need a lot of facts and figure. They know what they want. Once you find out what they want, you give it to them and then you leave. Right. So that that's that's what a D is. There's a. Um, I was selling. I'm um, so sell I'm so easy to sell something to. By the way, <laughs> just give me the facts. Exactly. Exactly. So there was a. Uh, I think a, a licorice story. Did you hear that? You might have heard this story before, but um, I was selling. I was it was in real estate. My real estate days, and I was sitting um, with the wife. And they were thinking about selling their house. So the husband. Oh, yeah, you told me. I've heard this so, one. Yeah. So the husband comes in the back door and he looks at me and he says, do you want licorice? And I was like, um, now he's an intimidating guy. Yes, right? right. Yes. Storms, <laughs> storms through the door, opens the door. Looks at me. I'm sitting at the table with his wife. He says, do you want licorice? And it's the chocolate licorice, not the black of the record. Okay. I said, no, I'm good. Thank you very much. He said, are you Italian? Now, my last name is D'Ambrosia and, you know, from New Jersey. I said, yes. <laughs> and he said, what do you think we should list the house at? I said, 337. He said, where do I sign? That was it. Right. Didn't have to sell anymore. Didn't have to bring out anything. And some salespeople tend to um, give more than they need to once sure. you have the sale. Um Mark Cole, who we were talking about earlier, who is now the CEO of the John Maxwell company and, and doing a lot of speaking now for John said, in the beginning when I was a speaker and I had all my notes and everything, I thought I had to get everything out. Right. But I don't. I just need to add value to the people who are there. And if it goes somewhere else, questions and stuff, that's fine. So did you have a question? No, no, no. I was saying that's... Uh, I couldn't agree with you more. Exactly. Yeah. And the same thing when I speak or train. I mean, depending on where it goes, I want to add the most value to the people in the room mm -hmm. than me getting through everything. Sure. Uh, for sure. Um, so that's a D. And I is a uh, influential person, um, someone who uh, likes to talk, <laughs> sometimes doesn't, <A> bit. Sometimes <laughs> doesn't listen. <laughs> Um, if you're selling to an I, you want to make sure you put everything in writing right. afterwards because they're probably talking more than they're than they're listening. There was a gentleman. I'll, I'll do that at the end. Remind me about the birds. Okay. Okay. We'll write that down. Like the birds. Bob, the birds. The birds. Not the birds. Alfred Hitchcock. Not the birds and the bees, but the birds. Um, so so that's an I. So if you know they're an I, and this also is the same on on the phone too. You could tell if someone's talking a lot on the phone. So what you want to do whenever you can figure out what their personality type is. You want to match it or mirror it. Sure. So then you have the S, which is steady, peacemaker, wants to make sure everything's okay. Um, more That's of my wife, by the way. More yeah. of a supportive role. Yeah. Um, but yeah, make everything's okay in the family. Everything's okay with the team. Everything's okay with the company. And maybe we'll sit back a little bit um, and then have other people make decisions. They don't like change. Mm. They don't like change. Um, and then the, um, the C is very analytical, um, facts, figures. Um, so my wife is a D 
I'm a CI. We're buying a car for my daughter. She went with my daughter and went to many places, picked out a car, got a car, apparently negotiated the price, and I was going to go the next day. Now, remember, I'm a C. Right. You want to see everything. Exactly. Right. So I get there. The salesperson's ready for me to sign. And I said, well, what is this $297 charge? What is this charge? No, we don't need this charge. I want to see everything. My wife knows that now, so any big purchases, she will let me know what she would like us to purchase, and then she would ask me, when am I going to be done my research? (laughs) (laughs) And then she'll continually ask me, being a D, did you you decide, did you decide, did you decide? Um, So a C is, um, you know, wants to know all facts, figures, analyze things uh, before they'll, they'll make decisions. So, Greg, what are you supposed to remind me of? Well, uh, the birds, the birds, but not the Alfred Hitchcock version. <laughs> exactly. So there's a gentleman. Um, I just was listening to one of his audio, but Milton's so-and-so. It's not me that came up with this, this gentleman, Milton and the birds disc. So if you want to get, see who really gave credit for this. So he said, um, think of a D person type as an Eagle, someone who knows what they want and goes down, gets the fish. Moves mm-hmm. on. Think of the I as a parrot. Talking, always talking. The S as a dove, someone who wants to keep the peace. Mm-hmm. And the C as an owl, very logical. Very good. It's yes. a good way to do it. So yeah, I, so I uh, last week I started <clears throat> I started adding that to my no, uh, that's my great. teaching because you can remember that. You know, um, I, I'm really am someone who thinks that depending on so when I take a test like that, I don't know if you really call it a test, but a profile like that, I'm taking it from a business perspective, mm-hmm. right? But just because that's my profile from a business perspective, if I were to do it from a social perspective, it would be a little bit different. Yes, correct. Right? Mm-hmm. So really, it's relative to the environment as well and what perspective you're coming from. Exactly. And those would be, I don't want to get too deep into to this. We could do a whole other thing on this. But um, that would be your, your middle graph, which is your core graph. Mm. Um, w- wound change. The, your other two, the one that you believe you are based on the muscles you use or the training you get and the environment you have will change. And then how you perceive yourself out, your public self or your mask will also change. I'm more I like right now, right? Because we're speaking or when I'm out training and teaching or speaking, I'm more I than AMC. Right. But if I had to make a, if there was a stressful situation in my life, I would go to my C I'd go to give me the facts before I'll make that decision. Yeah. Yeah. I'd probably relate to that personally too. Like if I have to think about, I'm a thinker. In my personal space, I'm a thinker. Right. I'm the guy who's sitting on the porch staring at the mountain. <laughs> exactly, <You know>? exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. I'm looking yeah. at it, being like, hey, what can I do next? How do I figure this whole thing out? Right. So right. it certainly does change. Now, what else from a uh, – so we talked a little bit about the DISC profile. What are some other nuggets out of the Maxwell program that you think would be important to share? Um, his rule of five is very important, and this isn't in, in any of – his books. But if you had an oak tree in the, in the backyard, it ah. was a huge oak tree. The ax. The ax. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. And someone said, cut the oak tree down. And you're like, how am I going to cut the oak tree down? You only had an ax. But if you took five swings at it every day, you'll be able to knock the oak tree down. Yeah. So if you could think of your five things that um, you do every day, that'll make you a better person, better life. What would they be? So yeah. that's and it really comes to consistency. I use that one with people because all right, if you take one swing at the tree, you're never going to knock it down. Right. 
you got to take five swings every day. Right. And they'll always fall. Right, right, And that comes back to earlier, you had mentioned consistency. And that's such a critical part of business sales mm-hmm. a huge part of sales because a lot of salespeople, their big, one of the biggest challenges is they're just inconsistent. Right. You know, when you're like, Oh, look at this shiny thing here. And I got this shiny thing and this over there, you accomplish nothing. Exactly. Exactly. And, and it's focused too on what, what's important to you for that day. Yeah. Like what is, what is the goal for that day? If you think when you get up, okay, my goal for this day is to do this. It's the law of attraction that you're looking for that now in your mind. So it, most of the time comes to you. Yeah. Um, but even small things like, um, like a, a couple of my fives read every day. So, and this is things you do every day. So I don't read a book every day. I read five pages every day. I write five lines in a journal every day. I stretch every day. I don't work out every day. Right. I'm grateful every day. I drink water every day. So John's are, um, read, write, think, um, things like that. But just, if you just try it and you challenge yourself, like what are your five things? And it, the whole, all five could take 10 minutes. Right. I mean, it's just simple. When you, when you read five pages, a lot of times you'll read more, mm. um, things like that. But if consistently, you're going to learn a lot. Yep. You're going to learn a lot. Just pull books off the shelf. You know what? It's all in doing that. You become an expert at things. And it's a 10,000 hours, right? right. You do it 10,000 times. You're, you're an expert at something. Absolutely. And that's really the goal. And anything that you're focused on that you're trying to drive towards, it's the consistency of doing it and the repetition of doing it. Right, right. Because we all know that it's like what you're doing right now. Like you've presented the material so many times and, you, and you're so familiar with it that no matter how you're feeling today, you're going to deliver this in the same fashion. Right, right. Right? You're an expert. Yep, yep. Not, yeah, mostly. Depends on what I'm talking about. I, expert? Nick, is he an expert? <laughs> I, was, uh, <laughs> I was doing, um, I'm going back years now. Um, it was a law of attraction. I mean, what you think of comes, the secret. I don't know if you've ever heard of any of these books. So I was booked in New York City to do a law of attraction. Mm-hmm. And I was prepared to talk about, you know, parking spaces and what you think about becomes and what you get and so forth and so on. When I got there, I was told it was law of attraction for dating. Ooh. And I said, <laughs> I haven't dated in 30 years. Uh, so I had to spin it that way. But um, Same fundamental uh, principles? Uh, same fundamental principles. Right. What you want, you know, set yeah. your goals, uh, connection, communication. Uh, choices sure you make those are all uh, the big c's yeah for sure it's great bob so we're going to take a quick break everybody we're going to come back i think we're going to pick up on leadership okay so greg wareham bob d'ambrosio we'll be right back at you Welcome back, everybody. Of course, I'm Greg Wareham. We have Bob D'Ambrosio here today. Again, Bob, thanks for joining us. Oh, no problem. So coming back to leadership, you know, give us a nugget on leadership. Like, what's the most important thing? Um, Leading yourself first. Oh, it's good. Is the most important thing. Yeah. Because people will follow you based on your activities, not what you say. You hear it all the time. You know, see, you know, see what I do, not see what I say. Or, yeah, yeah. Do, you know, do as I know. say, not as I do. Yeah, exactly, right. exactly. Um, but you need to work on yourself first um, for you to become a leader. People are not going to see you as a leader until you're out doing it. 
right? So if you're out in the, in the corporate world or even in your personal life, if you're say you're going to do things, you know, people are, are going to be excited about you. For instance, if you plan a meeting with someone, mm-hmm. okay, people are going to be excited about that, but you need to keep the meeting to gain their trust, right? That's becoming a leader by keeping your commitments, uh, showing up on time, going above and beyond being the, the first in last out. So people, you know, people see that and then they will follow you and you can become a, a mentor to them and then they can see what you're doing to be successful and then they can follow sure. you. Why do people struggle, you think, so much to believe in themselves? Because you meet with a lot of people, you do a lot of presentations. and Yeah, it's, it's a lot of um, self-doubt, right. um, a feeling of maybe not being worthy right. to get what they are or w- what they want to get and, and really to not believing they can. So they need to know that they actually can. The worthy thing is um, uh, Harv Eker, um, Harv Eker, who's a uh, motivational speaker, he wrote wrote a couple different things. He would, in in his seminars, first time I went, he'd have us all stand up and he's put put his hands out and says, you are all worthy. Now sit down. (laughs) So um, it's true because depending on people's yeah. lives and their situations, how they were growing up, their environment, they could be beaten up a lot. Sure. Um, we all have that in to a certain extent. Yeah, exactly. Right, lives. Exactly. So if you can think of a, a hundred dollar bill, hundred dollar bills worth a hundred dollars, right? If you crumple up the hundred dollar bill, what's it worth? hundred dollars. hundred dollars. If, if the hundred dollar bill gets yelled at, gets stomped out, tell, tells them they're no good. Still worth a hundred dollars. That's a great little nugget and a great little relatable analogy that you put there. I think that's great. Yeah, because it, you're, you're Tony. My favorite Tony Robbins quote is: "Nothing has meaning except the meaning you give it." Right. So if you tell yourself, you know, I can do this. I'm going to do this, no matter how long it takes me. You'll do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then and finding a way to do it, whatever it is. Um, you know, having a, a mentor. We, uh, me and my family ran a half marathon. Mm-hmm. I. I didn't know how to run a half marathon. So he found someone, Jeff Galloway, to run, who, who wrote a book on how to run a half marathon. Mm-hmm. And we followed it exactly what it is. So whatever it is, someone's written a book on it already. Right. Find the book, follow the steps, and you'll be successful. And you have to follow them exactly as they are in order right. to be successful. Yeah. You know what? No sense of reinventing stuff. Why people continue try, trying to reinvent the wheel. Exactly. You know, it is amazing how important perspective is on everything right? From the conversations that we're having or the ones you have with your family or dealing with a problem, right? You know, what is the perspective that you go into? It's, oh, it's the worst thing that ever happened to me in the world or, huh, I'm going to come up with a creative way to make this better. Exactly. You know? Exactly. You can always find the good. The, the good is always out there. So is the bad. Yeah. And you can look for the good in any situation that's out there. I mean, it could be the worst and if something very uh, traumatic happens to you, it, it's fine to grieve and, and, and learn about that. But then at some point, you're going to have to move on yeah. uh, with your life. You know, and that's why it's so important, too, to guard your self-talk as, uh, a, as a human being, right? I was right? just going to mention that. Yeah, you have to guard your self-talk. You know, I know for me, like, I, got, I have a process, right? In the morning is kind of my, uh, that's where I'm grateful and I'm thinking about things and I'm, I'm addressing what I know I have going on that day and how I'm going to attack it from a particular perspective, right? Because if you don't, the thing's going to eat you up all day. Right, exactly. So how am it, I going to grab this and run with it? The self-talk is is, is huge. Um, I mean, I use the, the example of, see, I'm showing my age now. 
Um, and Animal House, um, the <laughs> devil, the devil and the angel yeah. on the shoulder. What do you do? What do you do? It's it's self. You got to make a decision. Um, but those those neg- the little um, negative talk uh, thoughts are going to come in your mind, and you have to find a way to defeat those. Sure. And if you can, you could defeat anything. That's why running is 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 great, because when you're running, there's going to be a time you can say, "I can't do this anymore. I, my legs hurt. I can't breathe. I can't do this." But if you can defeat that negative self-talk in your mind and keep going when you're done, you realize you can accomplish something. Yeah. Even if it's just, you know, quarter mile. Um, and then you could build on that because nothing is easy the first time, whatever you're going to do. Oh, it's just so true. Yeah. Right. And success is an inside job. Yes. For uh, oh, everything. That's, that's it. And that's what you got to lead yourself first. Right. You definitely got to lead yourself first. And then, um, once you believe in yourself, um, you only want to be around people that will, believe in you right. you don't need to be around people that are constantly bringing you down the people you associate with her are so so important and the um some people always want to talk about negative stuff too so you don't want to be you want to be around those as little those people as little as possible because it's and you, sometimes you that requires tough choices they can be family members absolutely you, right absolutely it's um around holidays there have been multiple times where i'll just leave the room <laughs> because they're talking about things and I don't want that energy. Yeah. Um, so I'll just leave the room. Right. And then uh, come back in when it's, it's it's something else. But it's it's so true. In, in Are you business. burning incense? I'm just <laughs> asking. No, no, no. Um, but it's it's so true. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so true. Hey, I, on the leadership, coming back to leadership, how important is it for you to have the right mentor, to find a mentor? <sighs> very, very, very important. Because once, you, once you're leading yourself and you know where you want to go, um, and, and you can reflect on where you've been and where you want to go. Cause I mentioned, there's always someone who's done it before. Right. And those people that have done it before and are successful are happy to help you just ask. Yeah. So once you find whatever it is, if you want to make the, the, the Tony Robbins uses the analogy of a chocolate cake, if you want to make the best chocolate cake, find someone who's made the best chocolate cake take notes, figure out what ingredient they put in first, what ingredients they use, what type, and then just follow it exactly like that. But go back to consistency. Yeah. If you try to make it the first time and it doesn't come out great and you stop, you're not going to make it. Right. If you want to make $100,000 a year in a particular field, find someone who's done it exactly how they do it. Do it until. Because right. it works. You know it works because they've already done it. Yep. So that's the belief in yourself. If you find someone who's already done it as a mentor – and, and you follow exactly what they do, then it'll work. But, yeah, you have to be held accountable for yourself, and it's always good to have an accountability person in your life or accountability coach that'll go ahead and, and check in with you because it's sure. easier to do stuff. It's actually easier to do stuff for other people than it is to do stuff for yourself. That's true. Because if you tell someone so you're going to do this, you'll, you'll stick to that. You know, if anyone out there listening needs an accountability coach that you don't have one, Bob's a great one. Yes, yes. Coach Bobby give you a shameless plug. Coach Bobby <laughs> <laughs> You know, the thing I like about surrounding yourself around the right people as well is uh, w- what's the rule of thumb? Like whatever those people make, you have five people that you're Average. close with, yep. add up their income, divide it by five. That's what you're going to make. And there's a lot of truth to that. Exactly. And then to grow past that, it's who do you know? that I need to know. That's right. a John Maxwell thing. That's exactly, I that from him. Yeah, that's exactly it. Right. Yep. But yeah, who do you know that I need to know? Because that that opens up your horizons, right, right, and, and it's it's um, as I said, people are 
willing to talk to you. So, so, you know, it, it could be someone that, that your mentor is five times greater than you Re- reach out to them. They could just, you know, what are they going to do? Say, say no. And they, they usually won't because they want to, if you reach out to someone like that, they're like, wow, this person really wants to learn or grow or make it right. Then I'm going to help them. You know, you think about how simple and complicated that is at the same time. And I'm just thinking if someone were to call me or, or, or you or different people and say, hey, I want to talk about, you know, what it is that you've done because I'm trying to go down this path. I'm trying to accomplish this. Like nobody's ever going to hang up on that person. Correct. And if you do, they're the wrong person anyway, if that person were to. Correct. And people want to talk about their, their past. They want to talk about how they got there. Mm-hmm. They want to help other people. And if for no other reason, it's selfish from the trainer <laughs> that I just want to tell you everything I know, because, you know, I think it's great stuff. Right. 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 But, you know, people are willing to share. Yeah. And I, and I, I always mention this one in my um, talks. Um, if, if, if people have children that are in high school or beginning college, because I have a 26 and a 24 year old, a lot of the people that are just out of college or going into college really don't have a personal growth plan. Never heard of it. And don't know what they want to do. Right. By, by taping, there's actually a, um, a student career assessment disc, which will give you your personal and behavioral styles, but also based on your behavioral styles and your personality, tell you what your thinking style is, how to get along with teachers, mm-hmm. as well as possible career paths. Sure, that's great. So this gives them something to go with. If you, I mean, if you know you want to be an attorney, a doctor, things like that, then you have your path. But if not, if you know you want to go in business or you want to, do something like that. It's, right. it's, it's, it's so vague, it's pretty vague. Yeah. Right. And, and people need direction in, in, in school. They don't really teach that. They don't teach values, character, True. personal growth plans, yeah. setting goals, because unless you're in sports, sometimes sports does that. It's a great forum for it. It yeah. really is. I'm big, big fan of that. Exactly. You know, and you got to understand yourself before you're going to understand anything else in, in life. Now you mentioned personal growth plan, just kind of real quick version of it because I know you could probably talk about it forever. What does that look like for somebody? Well, a personal growth plan is is obviously leading yourself, developing yourself. Yeah. How are you going to do that? What people are you going to associate with? Yeah. What books are you going to read? What what um, things are you going to listen to? What do, Who are you going to add value to today? Who are you going to add value to next week? So it's really, it's, it goes back to a lot of those um, the rule of five, mm-hmm. what five things am I going to grow over the course of the year? So instead of just having a goal, like, um, I want to make this much this year, this much this year, how many books am I going to read by right. this time? What am I going to listen to? What events am I going to go to? What events am I going to go to? And then follow up with accountability action because there's, you go to these events, you go to these trainings and, and professionally, there's a ton of them out there. And that day, that hour, those four hours, you're getting so much stuff. You're getting a couple ideas and that you're in a moment. You have a moment. But then you have to take that moment and gain momentum right. with it. You need to then take that. And what did you learn? Even if it's one thing and follow through the rest of the year and plan out, okay, am I going to study this? I, I know DISC. I know communication pretty well. I buy books and I listen to audiobooks all the time on it because I always want to mm-hmm. get better. Sure. The better you can get. You know, the better it helps. And momentum such a great, take the moment, another great phrase, take the moment and turn it into momentum. And, you know, if I look at it from a sports standpoint, you ever watch those games? Oh. You watch the football game, right? Mm-hmm. And you watch that shift in energy. You get one play that changes the whole direction of how that team's playing. They have all the momentum. 
when they have all the momentum, well, you know what, the, they're running a little bit further, a little bit faster, they're making bigger plays in basketball, those shots are going in just a little bit easier, right. and it's an intangible, mm -hmm. right? But it's so important to everything that you do personally and professionally. Absolutely, and John Maxwell has a chapter in his leadership book called The Law of the Big Mo. <laughs> it's, it's a it's a it's a whole chapter and it's and you know what the momentum does it gives you belief it gives you that hope that it can be done or it will be done and just having that belief yeah. a belief system overcoming a limiting belief that maybe you couldn't do it a minute ago but now there's the opportunity of, of doing that i mean like in sports it's crazy that the people that get momentum and the comebacks that happen or the, the laterals back of of certain games that happen yeah. and, and it, it's crazy but it's so true and in life and in, in business, for sure. It, yeah, and it's such an intangible energy mm -hmm. shift. And, you know, and that's that's where we are, right? right? We're energy. Exactly. You know, how do you take that power and leverage it for good and what you're trying to accomplish? Mm -hmm. That's great stuff. Uh, what else? What else do you think from a growth plan standpoint? You had mentioned breathe, visualize, and focus. Yeah, that's what well. I do uh, keynotes on. That was all stemmed from um, me, me and my son and, and, and baseball. But... Um, we've talked about this a little bit before, so, but the, the breathe part of it in your life, wherever you are in your life today, you know, wherever you are right now, just stop and then reflect. So we're, we're coming up to the end of the year, uh, at the end of any year, you want to take a look at what happened over the course of the last year. Greg, you know what the easiest, how the easiest way to do that is stop. Think about it. <laughs> your phone. Oh, there you go. Yeah. You have a million pictures on your phone of yeah. the last year. Yeah. So if you, January 1st, whatever it is, um, look at your phone, it could, it'll take you through the whole year where you were, what you've done. And from those pictures, what did you learn from that? So what are the valuable lessons and what are things that you learn that you don't want to do in the future? Mm -hmm. So you're reflecting on the last year and then go ahead and from that in your lessons, what are you going to do in the next year? So you're stopping, you're breathing, you're, you're, um, and then, and from them, you're going to set the goals and your values. And then you're going to actually visualize, see yourself do what you want to do. Right. And then focus and be consistent. So in a picture, take a, a picture. My son was a picture. First thing you want to do when you're on the mound is you want to breathe and stop. You want to gain your composure. And you're going to visualize the next pitch. It's a curveball, a slider, a fastball, whatever it is. And you're going to focus, and then you're going to deliver. So before every game, and now my son plays baseball since he was eight years old, through all the way through college. He was a pitcher when he was eight years old, actually. Um, but as he, as there were bullpens, so it wasn't when they were eight years old, yeah. but a little, a little later, I would always go early to the game to see him warm up. Now in college, we could be anywhere in the U S and I would leave the hotel. <laughs> My wife would not come with me. I would leave the hotel an hour early to get to the field while he was stretching. Okay. If he was starting that game. And, and people would make fun of me, but I, that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. I wanted to, I wanted to be happy. there. Right. I wanted to be there and enjoy, enjoy the whole month. So I would go to him and I'd say, breathe. Remember, breathe, visualize, focus, and have fun. Uh, to have fun, I don't know. <laughs> but um, he had a very successful um, yeah. college career. And afterwards, his last game, he got his season, his season, his career got cut short by COVID. He was a senior during his 2020. Uh, we were in Florida. Um, he didn't realize the last 
he didn't realize he was pitching his last game ever in his career because we came back from Florida and COVID shut everything down. But he struck out 21 batters. That's great. So because of that, he was interviewed on a lot of um, radio shows, podcasts, did a lot of uh, interviews. So I was sitting in um, at my house and I got one of the papers he was interviewed in. And my, we were in the kitchen and my wife was there and um, reading the paper and I start bawling my eyes out. She's like, why are you crying? I said, because Matt was just quoted in this paper and they asked who was the yeah. most influential person? What is the most influential thing you learn? And he said, it was me. And I told him to breathe. That's great. Visualize and focus. He, he, that's what I say. He left the fun out in the in the quotes and the podcast and stuff. Yeah. But I'm like, wow, he what was a listening. Great moment. Yeah. He, he was he was listening, and that made a difference. Something. If I can just teach that and make a difference in other people, you you don't know, Greg, when people are listening to what you're saying. Yeah. And how and point. how and when you're going to make a difference in their lives. Yeah. So if you stay positive and and give lessons t- to people and, and and keep adding value to people, Maxwell, John Maxwell leadership is all about. Um, you know, be a person of value that adds value to others. Yeah. So you don't know when that's happening. If you can actually teach that or teach someone, someone, you know, young, someone in, in your profession, um, you're going to make a difference and you're not going to know until after a lot yeah. of times. And, you know, be self, I think that's great, Bob. And people should be self-aware, right? Mm-hmm. You know, what you're doing is impacting other people's and we have the choice as to whether or not we want that to be a positive impact or you want that to be a negative impact. You know, if we, when it comes to being successful in, a, in anything that you're doing, nobody succeeds alone. Oh, absolutely Right? Not. Somewhere down the road, you've absolutely. had a mentor, a coach, someone supported, something you've heard, you know, what, what your son heard from, mm-hmm. from you. Like, you just don't. Right. And again, to your point, you don't always know when you're having impact. So nobody succeeds alone if someone needed a coach and there was a business that needed somebody to talk. How would someone reach out to you, Bob? Um, well, you can go to coachbobbyd.com. The name of my company is actually Life's Locker Room. So you can go to lifeslockerroom.com. And, and the reason I called it Life's Locker Room is because you're living life in a certain way. And then we talk about reflecting. You go into the locker room, you reflect, you gain strategies, coaches give you strategies, and then you go back out of the locker room. So lifeslockerroom.com or Coach uh, Bobby D. Uh, my cell is 609 947 3311 609 947 or uh, com. Coach Bobby thank you so much for spending the time with us great, today. Great. My pleasure. Uh, it. it was great. Look forward to having you back on in the future. Sounds good. And for everybody out there, I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast today. Again, Greg Wareham, I'm your host. We have Bob D'Ambrosia. Thanks for spending the time. We look forward to catching up with you next week. Bye, guys. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of Your Mortgage Process, hosted by Greg Wareham, produced by Greg Wareham and Nick Pavise at The Social Rift, and executively produced by The Social Rift. Thank you again for tuning in, and we look forward to catching up with you next week.